This is the 77 WABC minicast. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. We have spent a lot of time talking about conspiracies on this show. We've spent a little bit of time talking about the occult. We've spent a ton of time talking about aliens. We've even spent a great deal of time talking about censorship, particularly in the age of the Internet. Well, it turns out... Our next guest is something of an authority on all of those subjects. He's the publisher of a website that has just become sort of a viral sensation. It's called IlluminatiWatcher.com. He's also the best-selling author of The Dark Path and the host of Occult Symbolism and Pop Culture, a podcast that has a lot of people thinking and talking, and it was a podcast that I'd never even heard of before yesterday, and I am making short work of this podcast. Podcast because I don't know if anything covered on here is true, but I know I can't stop listening. I am uh, very pleased to welcome to the program Isaac Weishaupt. Isaac, it's great to talk to you. Hey, Frank. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Isaac, I have heard the term Illuminati over the years many times. And, uh, you know, you almost hear them mentioned sometimes like the Bilderberg Group, the Rothschilds, the, the Freemasons. And they turn out to be central to many different conspiracy theories. You're the Illuminati watcher. For the uninitiated in our audience, Isaac, what is or what are the Illuminati? Yeah, that's a great great way to start out. So if you're talking about the sort of uh, factual textbook answer, that'll be the 1776 group founded by Adam Weishaupt, which, you know, to the astute listener, they probably say, hey, this guy's name is Isaac Weishaupt. Well, uh, that's an alias. It's not my real name. Uh, it's a very poorly chosen alias <laughs> for a conspiracy theory guy, because <laughs> as you could imagine, everyone thinks, oh, I'm a disinformation agent. But uh, it was just a poorly chosen name because I didn't expect when I started this whole sort of research journey in 2011, I had, I had no expectations that I would get a following and a podcast and write these books and do all this crazy stuff. So it's it's been pretty strange. But uh, w- when I say the Illuminati, I'm referring to a sort of a – a, a long line, a tradition of thought leaders going through, you know, Age of Enlightenment. You could talk Bilderberg. You could talk Bohemian Grove. But basically an idea of a secret cabal who I believe uses uh, knowledge from dark and occult forces. And occult, of course, meaning hidden. But it's the idea that they understand there's a practice uh, of sort of dark arts. You could you could call that ritual magic you could call that, you know, different sort of, you know, it goes in all kinds of different belief systems like Kabbalah and Rosicrucianism. Uh, but, but the idea is a, a group of people who are trying to steer reality into a different direction through the use of, you know, practices that go down hundreds of years. The You mentioned your research journey into this started around 2011. What sparked your initial interest in this? How did you get started? I actually started the, so, you know, I grew up in the, I was born in 79. So I was, I grew up, you know, watching X-Files and things like that. So I was always interested in aliens, but uh, I was, I was actually in the military and I was serving overseas and a buddy of mine put me on to Bill Cooper, who wrote a book called Behold a Pale Horse a very famous conspiracy theory textbook from uh, the 90s. And, you know, Bill Cooper was was shot and killed by the by the, uh, the FBI. I think it was the FBI, one of the ABCs. Uh, you know, and that's a whole conspiracy in and of itself. But, uh, you know, I read his book, and he talks about this 
this sort of overall agenda for mankind of sort of creating this false utopia, a global new world order, possible ties into aliens and, and Satan and all this kind of different stuff. So he was the first one that sort of opened my eyes to that idea. Then a few years later, a buddy of mine gave me a VHS tape of David Icke called Freedom Road, which was before David Icke was famous. He had, I mean, it was the, the video was him talking in front of a, a monitor. I mean, it was really low, low budget. Mm-hmm. And, and he was he was doing a great he did a great job of synthesizing all the information and adding some historical text to it. Um, and so I've always been intrigued by it. And I just it was it was just a fun thing for me. And then I watched Ancient Aliens, of course. And then uh, I had a two year break before I started grad school. And I, I started the website IlluminatiWatcher.com because I was just having fun blogging about topics that interested me. And of course, that that included conspiracy theory. So, you know, I would have fun just looking at music videos or movies and saying, oh, look, at you know, here's that symbol that David Icke talked about or whatever and talk about, you know, elaborate on some of the theories that others have presented. And and, and it kind of it kind of exploded from there. And I've written nine books and you know, done all the stuff and started the podcast I've been banned off of everything you can well, imagine. Yeah. No, I, I, I find that uh, fascinating. Now, not that you're a spokesperson for David Icke or the late Bill Cooper, but I have to ask you about this because anytime either of their names get mentioned, uh, people bring this up. There's always been with uh, David Icke in particular allegations about anti-Semitism. You know, he talks about the uh, the reptile creatures and a lot of people tr- try to make the claim that that has something to do with uh, with Jews or at least is indirectly related to the Jewish people do you do you put any stock into that that uh, any of the theories that David Icke puts out there are anti-semitic in nature you know when you when you look at the, the history of conspiracy theories that's kind of the first and original conspiracy theory and I read a book um, oh goodness uh, called Suspicious Minds by Rob Brotherton. And he goes through the, the mindset of a conspiracy theorist. And, and he does a good job debunking the the history of anti-Semitism. Uh, but, but you do find that sort of, you know, DNA in the blueprint of most conspiracy theorists. And there's some elements, and, you know, I don't think we have time to go through it today, but there's some element of, elements of it that I get where they're coming from. To me, it's a, it's too much of a distraction, mm-hmm. and I think ultimately division is what the quote unquote Illuminati wants. And, and Bill Cooper, uh, to, to go back to Behold a Pale Horse, he has a, I have the original print which has the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, which in his book is called the Protocols of the Wise Men, and that's an anti-Semitic document. It's been debunked, you know, and, and you know, ultra paranoid conspiracy theorists will say, well, yeah, that's what they want you to think, but whatever, right? Um, and in it, at the beginning of it, at the preface, he says, he says, you know, you could change all these terms that talk about the Jewish people and just know that they're talking about the Illuminati. So, so I question how anti-Semitic Bill Cooper may or may not have been, but I do think that he's ultimately pointing to the ideas that there's an Illuminati group, because that's what he says in the preface of that. You know, you can replace the word uh, Jewish with Illuminati. And I think he's just trying to lay down the foundations for the idea that there is a a sort of group that's in the shadows and they're doing this insidious march of mankind down a path towards a global one world order. And you can't deny that that is actually happening. So, you know, whatever name you want to assign to the group, uh, to me, it, I don't think it matters necessarily, uh, but, but it is more important to be being aware that this seems to be happening. Tell me how your Greek Orthodox faith has played a role in your search and research into these subjects. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. So, 
I, I converted to Greek Orthodox when I met my wife. She's Greek, and um, it was in 2003. I went through uh, the adult sort of catechism and all that. And, um, you know, I, I was very pleased to see that there, there was a – I don't want to say that there's a, a conspiracy theory angle in, in the Orthodox faith, but if you read a lot of the texts of – uh, some of the thought leaders in the, in the community, you'll see that, uh, like Metropolitan Isaiah, I was just reading the other day, he has a whole article he wrote 20 years ago about the end times and about how there is this push that in the end times you'll see a, a one world government and, and different ideas such as that. Uh, ultimately, there's a the, the sort of king of conspiracy in the Greek Orthodox community is Father Seraphim Rose. He wrote a book in the I think it was in the 60s. He wrote this book in the 70s. Um, the uh, I can't think of the name of it. The, something about like the uh, Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future. I think mm-hmm. is what it's called. And he lays out exactly, precisely what has been happening the last 50 years. He's talking about how entertainment and media is. Uh, introducing ideas of occultism to create a sort of lukewarm environment towards that. Uh, and, and an example I'll give you, he talks about science fiction and Star Trek and Star Wars and how, you know, these things seem like good fun. And and look, they are, right? I'm, I'm, I'm probably the worst Christian you'll talk to tonight, and I enjoy all these awful things that I'm not supposed to. But his idea that I, that I believe in wholeheartedly, because I'm, I'm, just as guilty as the next is you watch this stuff and it softens your attitude towards it. And uh, that, that's sort of being rolled out is, is his argument. And it's, it's part of a plan, a Luciferian plan for a new world order.